and thank you for listening to Endo Unplugged. I'm Kendra, a fellow endo warrior. And I'm Heather, a fibroid and hysterectomy sister. This podcast is to bring awareness and to shine a light on what it's like to live with this chronic illness. We will share tips and tricks we've learned battling chronic pain. Everything mentioned is opinion-based as we are no professionals when it comes to medical or mental health, but just have firsthand experience. We will not be sugarcoating anything and we'll be keeping it real through the podcast. So please, if a title or description of the episode triggers you, please take care of yourself first. Okay, Endo Warriors, heat up those hot water bottles and pop in those earbuds and let's get started. Hello, listeners. I'm so excited for this week's episode. Me and Kendra both have had so much going on for our health and our lives and just everything that we wanted to do a total unplugged chat with you with just us um, talking about how we're doing for our health wise, a surgery update for me and how I've been feeling. And then Kendra has also been dealing with a lot and spent the evening in a merge last night. So we're just going to do a total unplugged chat with you guys. So I hope you love. Um, and yeah, so update and post-op surgery. I can't remember how many days now, uh, but over a week, which is exciting. So I'm starting to feel really good. I have been having some issues with some rashes and that kind of stuff, but I am feeling really good so far. The pain level is good, but just like the surgery stuff. I guess is like the things that I'm recovering from. So like traveling home was a lot. Um, post-op was like a lot. That was three days post-op when I flew home and just like all of that stuff was a lot. And then just being home now has been really nice. Um, and trying to get like back into doing more things and also resting. So, uh, Kendra, you have like a lot, I feel. So Kendra, you spent the night in the church. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the reason why this episode's a little later, guys, is because I have been experiencing a symptom that I don't normally experience, so it's a little scary, and taking my own advice, and I went to emerge, because it's chest pain, and that's something that you should probably take seriously, um, but yeah, they didn't really, they ran my labs, they did an echo, um, and then they had me hooked up to the monitors and everything else, but really everything was normal. And they just kind of sent me home and said, have an Advil and go to bed. So um, it's kind of a line from a doctor. I'm really, he could tell, he's like, you look really worried or something after he said that. And I was like, um, I'm experiencing chest pain and I have endometriosis. And then he's like, oh, you know, endometriosis and fibromyalgia can cause chest pain too. And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? And they're like, yeah, go take Advil and go home and rest. Like, I don't, what do I have to do to get proper care? Do you have to be bleeding on the floor of the hospital for them to take you seriously? Like, again, I took my pills again. This is what I'm thinking it is, is that I'm on really high SSRIs. And I think that 
that's the reason why the chest pains are happening. So after I took the dose this morning, is it started up again like 10 minutes later. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not going back to emergency. I'm not gonna waste four hours for them to tell me to come, go home and take Advil, so. Um, I phoned the doctor that prescribed the medication and she's gonna call me back and then we'll talk about the next route of plan, which is what you really should do if you're experiencing symptoms from your medication after you have gone to emergency if it's something concerning. I'm really glad you went to emergency. I feel like it sometimes really sucks going into merge because you really know that they probably aren't going to do anything but sometimes especially with chest pain and things like that you really do need to go and like I was really glad you went yesterday and like that's why also like even the like me having a reaction and those kind of things like I just monitor it I told Kendra that I like marked up my stomach every spot where I had a reaction I just like tracked it yesterday to make sure it didn't grow anymore and like really like we do a lot of self medicating at home which is terrible also but I feel like when you're in this community of chronic pain is that like you start doing those kind of things you like just know that you've been to emerge and been around the block enough that we know like what we have to do and like personally for me I always get reactions and stuff I don't know like you've never really had chest pain before right Kendra like has that ever been a symptom okay all the time I used to get chest pains when I wore jeans and I think that's because of the pressure that it used to put on my organs um so I don't know what's going on I've been really bloated lately um I'm still waiting on so earlier this week I had a doctor's appointment um and they said they were gonna send me for an ultrasound and it's been a week now and I still have not got a call for this ultrasound appointment. Um, so I don't know when I'm going to get the call. I literally thought I was going to get it within a couple days, but whatever. And then it's just, it's really concerning because I'm having a lot of different symptoms that are just like arising up. So it's like, I'm having bowel issues and it's something that I've always had in my life, but this is now the pieces are coming together on when it's actually happening in my cycle and why it makes sense that way um, to my hormones and everything. Like it's just, all these things are popping up and the puzzle's becoming more clear and the doctors are not taking me seriously. So I am stuck waiting on appointments right now, which is, I'm used to that game. So uh, we've got, I've got blood work that I could be doing in the meantime. So I have to schedule my blood work. But at the appointment, I went in asking for blood work to be done, an ultrasound and my glucose to be um, checked. And they, they took their, like he, he signed off on all of that and as well as an ultrasound. So we'll see what comes of all of that. But my I blood work was fine yesterday. It was, I think too, that's a bonus that you did have a really good, you have to remember you did have a really good doctor's appointment that week, like last week and you were validated and he was good. And he did like, that is one thing that there is tests, but I think that a lot of like 
the tests and ultrasounds are also so behind. And I think that that's also part of, starting to become an issue, right? Like in our healthcare just on its own. Yeah, like it's, um, well, just the way the world is right now, everything's kind of just so backed up and so needs, like, I, I really shouldn't have expected an appointment so fast, but I just, I feel like they should be taking certain patients' pains more seriously. And I've, I have a doctor's appointment almost every two weeks. So like, why can't they... That's not normal. Like I've talked to people that haven't gone to the doctor um, ever in their adulthood. <laughs> like <laughs> those people do exist. They're unicorns, I feel. <laughs> right. Right. So like having a doctor's appointment every two weeks, don't you think that would send up some red flags to um sorry. Don't you feel that would send up some red flags to uh, take that patient more serious? Yeah, it should. You would think so. I like, I just feel bad for everyone that it's hard being like grateful for my surgery and being like so excited that I had surgery and then just having you being in so much pain and like the reality of it that like even for me is that I waited for so long for the surgery and I think that that's another thing is that like I was in constant chronic pain every single day and you are right now as well so like when does that become the like time for like right like that when should you get better answers than everybody else like there's got to be a time where we get answers or get like know what's happening so I'm like the black sheep of the endometriosis family I feel sometimes because <laughs> I I have had my excision surgery gotten diagnosed gotten all of it exercise exercised and um I'm still and I had relief and then I did something and I got pregnant <laughs> Like I just decided in my head that was a good idea to get pregnant right after surgery. So I was in a lot of pain during my pregnancy though. Like my endometriosis did not let up whatsoever. If anything, it got like 10 times worse. And I was so sick. I was hospitalized a lot during my pregnancy for um, dehydration and for iron um, for like all that kind of stuff. If you followed me on on Instagram in my endo warrior, like I've, I documented all of it. So um, that'll be in the show notes. If you want to follow me, I'll also post Heather's in the show notes um, as well as we have one for our endo unplugged now. So make sure you're following that. Uh, but yeah, I was, I just feel like they don't take you seriously because I was, I just had a baby and that is so uncommon to people who have my symptoms that they're just like, um, you're fine. And so I feel like I'm back in stage one. Do you like, do you get that? Like, I feel like I'm back at step one and I yeah, have to like, you're back almost build that trust or that like re repertoire with my doctor in a different way now. I feel though that it's 
good for your appointment last week. You, it went well with this doctor. I think you need to give him a chance and need to take, like, I know that you deserve answers, but just take a breath. And like, I think that he will give you good answers and good things and keep on top of everything. Yeah. No, he was just a stand-in doctor for my regular doctor. So um, we'll see. My regular doctor is not back yet though. So yeah. I think he went out of the country to tell you the honest truth <laughs> with my other doc with my ex-doctor from my hometown because they're best friends that's awesome uh, okay so I actually wrote out some notes of things that I wanted to tell people and update on too for like I feel like everyone one thing that I was super anxious with these last two weeks and like everything with my surgery is my traveling and like just traveling for surgery I was so anxious about flying and about going on my trip so I wanted to share with the listeners like just some of the notes that I made so if anyone doesn't know I had surgery on March 4th and then had to fly back on the Monday after so I was three days post-op And honestly, I am so grateful that I did these steps. And I told Kendra that like, I would have never did it. I would have never known if I wouldn't have asked and opened my mouth. So it's a reminder that we should ask, but um, I had help from Porter and a wheelchair the whole time throughout traveling. So I had to travel um, and I had to do connecting flights. I had to stay in the airport for a while. So it was just a lot on my body. Um, and I was really grateful that I asked. So Porter was amazing and like helped me and my auntie Sue through all of security, uh, took me right to the gate, helped me on the plane. They were there after the plane. So I want to say if anyone is anxious about traveling, um, and flying for surgery that like it went actually so smooth, make sure you just tell, we got to the airport really early and told Porter on the way back. Um, so it was good that way. Another thing is that uh, I had to ask for a seatbelt extender, which is something that I knew as being like a big girl that you could ask for. But so I asked for an extender for my seatbelt, which was really smart. I brought a blanket poncho thing with me um, and used it in front of my belly to hold onto it and just keep my belly still. And then I put the seatbelt over top of it. Uh, So I like want to say that that was such a smart thing. Um, and then I just like kept my feet moving on the plane. So I was sort of worried about, uh, blood clots and all of those things. So, um, my nurse was so good about giving me tips on that. And she said, just to keep moving my feet back and forth. So, uh, I had some really good tips from the nurses as well. So another thing that like, I wanted to make sure and talk about too, is that I hydrated so much before surgery, um, for like the week leading up to it in the first three or four days before surgery I actually was drinking um, or trying to drink at least three liters of water so that was something my nurse told me in my pre-op appointment Um, the more water you drink and the more hydrated you are uh, you have the risk of less bruising on your bodies and that kind of stuff and Kendra knows I've shared my like bruises for like my pictures of my stomach and stuff with her and my incisions are so uh like they're a little bit yellow but like I have very little bruising around my stomach just around my incision area so I was really grateful that 
Um, I hydrated and I never would have thought to like drinking and eating up to my surgery would help me so much. So, uh, and then oh, hot flashes and menopause is a bitch. That's like my last thing. And I just swore to now on this, but, uh, I totally forgot about how I would feel so the gas pains and stuff was also another bitch but like I didn't realize that my body was going to go right back into medical like medical menopause because uh he's assuming that they're fibroids I still have no patho back but um they were producing estrogen within my body so now that all that is out I have no estrogen naturally so the hot flashes have been crazy all this week and this morning I woke up in like a sweat so I'm really hoping that I, that is something I want to work on is like my steroids or like my hormones. Oh, Kendra just put baby on, on zoom. <laughs> uh, he's my little assistant right now. He just finished his bottle. So he's sitting here playing with toys. He's totally unplugged today too. <laughs> Uh, if people have a problem with us swearing on this podcast, then like that's, it's, it's just going to happen. So <laughs> we both swear real life. So if it happens, it happens. And um, that's why they have the little E that you can put on your podcast. So that's perfect. Right. <laughs> oh, so also with me is that I've been really struggling with accepting my pain lately like I don't know I'm sure a lot of people out there are at this stage where acceptance is very linear so I was really I was at a really good point with accepting this is my disease right after my diagnosis and I think it was more of a, a relief excuse me a relief than it was <laughs> um so I think after that relief wore off then the realization came in and um then it was what what's next what do I do what's the plan and that's when all of my research and everything happened and that led more now to this podcast but I, I feel right now like my house I look around and like, I don't even want to be in this house right now because it's so messy because I've been so like, I've been resting and listening to my body, which is very, very important. But, um, and I know the thing I can relate to though, like the validation of not knowing if my pain is going to come back or like what I'm going to deal with or like, is the growth going to come? Right. And then also with my house is that like, I can't vacuum or mop or sweep or like do anything. And honestly, the other day I tried and attempted to do stuff. And okay, I didn't vacuum, I didn't do any of those things, but I attempted to do laundry and like I didn't carry anything or anything like that. James is good about doing those things, but I just realized even like that bending motion on my stomach is like hurting and sore. So like I get like I hear all of the things you're saying yeah like it sucks and then my partner is always like he's really great he really is but he just hurt himself too and he can hardly do a lot around the house right now so we're really good pair right now 
Um, I think so we just have to give ourselves grace, like that knowing that, and I think that that's where I'm trying to look at myself is that this is just an ebb and flow of like how life is. And we have a lot of ups and downs. And like, this is just one of those hard times where like, you can do hard things, you can do, you can deal with it. And like, the house will be there. All of that dirt and crap is still going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the day after. Right. You mean no. there's no little fairies that come into I, my house and clean it? Like, I wish. I really wish. If I could have a cleaning fairy, that would be my favorite thing. But I think that like, that's the big thing is that just know that it's okay if you take a couple days off and like, listen to your body. And I think right now for you is you need to listen to your body and do what's best for you. And I'm really grateful that you're listening to yourself. And I feel like that's like a big lesson that I'm trying to learn feeling good and like still feel bad. Like I still have to like, and well, I don't feel done like still there. Like, I'm sorry. Like we're going to, I'm just going to use that word. I hate that word. Cause I'm not a burden to anybody. And I believe that like, like as in my core, but it's hard to always like, it's hard to shut that voice inside up that says, now everyone has to cater to you. Now everybody has to do this because you can't get off the couch. And it's, I know it's very damaging. And you know what I went through, I didn't take my pills for a few days because, and this is probably why I'm experiencing the symptoms I am now, but, um, and then I ended up having a mental breakdown. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Stick with your medication if you're on them. Um, and to the point where like my partner had to like take me, like bring me water, bring me my pills and be like, take your pills. Like you need them. Like you need to settle down. You need to stop spiraling. And because I was crying, I was freaking out. I was, a, I was in like sitting on the floor with my knees up. Like it was just it was bad. And, um, but you know, we also have to let ourselves have those times if we need them. Like, I'm not embarrassed by the fact that I acted that way. Um, my body obviously needed a good cry, um, needed to let out some steam. Uh, but I did it in a healthy way. And that's where that's the difference is that we do need to do that. But we also need to, okay, let yourself cry, let yourself get all that energy out. And then bring yourself back and see how you feel and then move forward from there. Because if we don't do that constant check-in with ourselves, because with this disease or even with mental illness, um, it happens in a split second that things change. So sit with yourself, see how you're feeling and uh, go from there and listen to your body. Totally. I like think that's a perfect way to end this like episode is like yeah just take the time for yourself this week if you need to do it ask for help if you have to and don't be give yourself grace like don't be upset with yourself and also that know that you're not alone because we both are dealing with it as well <laughs> yeah and message us like on our instagram um we both have access to it. You'll get one of us to talk to. Um, and we're here for you. We understand and your pain is completely validated. 
We understand if you're in the limbo of not being diagnosed, we get that too, we've all been there. Um, just, yeah, give yourself grace, give yourself peace. Um, tomorrow, uh, TENS uh, Endometriosis Network Canada is hosting a free yoga, restorative yoga with Laurel. She is amazing. She, um, she really knows how to calm and create a relaxing environment. Um, and she always has really good affirmations and stuff. So if you're interested in that, register for that. Um, the links on their Instagram as well as on their Facebook page. So I'll also put the information for that on the show notes. But yeah, I think that is it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. And I... I'm going to go rest. I, and hope Heather should... <laughs> I hope everyone has a restful day and take some time for them. And you're having a pain-free day. Yeah.